Good evening. This is the Business of Early Childhood Education with Alethea Etanoff, where we discuss everything business-related in early childhood education, ranging from home and center-based facilities, homeschooling, family, friends, and neighbors, curriculum, compensation, education requirements, and advocacy. At times, we may drop a pop of politics to keep things interesting. I'm a national speaker and child care advocate who resides in the DMV. Tonight, we will be discussing sickness, illness, runny nose, snotty nose. Ugh. How about that? <laughs> so today we're going to talk about what do you do when a child enters your facility and they are sick? The regulations are constantly changing. Um, well, not the regulations. The guidelines are constantly changing. Uh, some of them are suggested and some of them are mandated regarding working with children and they are ill. And I'm just getting right into my pet peeve, okay? So my pet peeve with this issue is when you call your doctor, be it a pediatrician, your general practitioner, your primary care physician, whoever it is, what do you hear on their recording nowadays? Hello, thank you for calling, blah, 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 blah. If you are calling to schedule an appointment, please press whatever. Then you go, you schedule your appointment. Two or three days before your appointment, they call you back. They say, have you been in, have you been in close contact with someone who is ill? Are you, have you had a fever? Have you had this? Have you had that? Because they want to know what's going on with you prior to you walking into that office. And if some of your symptoms are a little off, they may actually ask you to reschedule your appointment until you haven't had a fever within X amount of days. Now, with that being said, we have parents, clients, that will go to a doctor's office and their child will be sick. Their children will have a runny nose. It's not clear. It's actually cloudy. Sometimes it's green. Sometimes it's brown. But we know the difference between just a nasal drip and a cold. Those doctors will see the child knowing that children sneeze. They don't have, um, depending on the age, they may not be able to consistently wipe their nose. So now you have Jane sitting beside John. Jane has a cold. Jane has a runny nose. Jane is sneezing, and every time she sneezes, a glob of mucus comes out of her nose. Sometimes it gets on the toys. Sometimes it gets on Jane. Sometimes it may even get on Jane's friends, which you do not see, because she sneezes. So that's one set of germs. Then, and mind you, under two does not have on a mask. Let's remember that. So I should have put that in, in context as well. Under two, they're not wearing a mask. So now Jane has sneezed on John. Or John was in within proximity of Jane. And let's be realistic. Kids are going to be within proximity of one another. Whether you're in school, out of school, whatever. Let's be honest. 
even if it's on the playground or outside, on the playground especially, because they're going to be outside and things are going to be a little bit more lax. And I'm coming to you from a reality view, not from what the regulation says, what the guideline says, where you're not supposed to. Now, let's be honest. We're going to have an honest, open adult conversation today. Um, so Jane has sneezed on John. Jane is sick. Jane's mother knows she's sick. Jane's pediatrician knows she's sick. However, Jane's pediatrician says that she can return to daycare because it's a cold and it will take 10 days to go through her body. And then she'll be fine. So for the 10 days that her body's trying to expel the cold, she's expelling it into and onto the other children within the facility. So now you have a classroom full of sick children because Jane's mother listened to the pediatrician and or did not care nor had any consideration for John's parents or any other parents who had to go to work just like she does. Jane's mother feels entitled because she has a job and she feels that you're being paid to provide services to this child and that's all that matters to her. John's mother, on the other hand, feels if you knew your child was sick, why would you bring them to around other children to spread it, not knowing if they have someone sick in their home, not knowing if the other parents may not have a backup provider. Maybe they have to take off work. Maybe they have a job where they can't take off work. So now, because of your inconsideration, you now have John sick and possibly other children in the class. And the facilities, the early, edu the early childhood education facilities are being guided into allowing your sick child when we're still dealing with COVID to enter into the facility so that everybody, including that teacher and or assistant you have in that classroom can become ill, may become ill. What are your thoughts on that? How do you feel about that? Or are you one of those people that says, well, the child's not running the fever. It's just a little common cold. We're going to let them come in. And then when you're, and I'm talking to directors, and then when your staff is sick and they're working sick and they want to come around you and you're saying, well, you have to stay in your classroom because, you know, we don't want that spread into the other staff. But you didn't think about that when you let the child come in sick or when you allowed that parent to intimidate you into believing that without them, your facility will not run or operate. Or that they were going to call and place a complaint on your facility simply because you did not allow their sick child to enter. What do you do with that? I myself, if your child is sick, I'm sending you home. It's just that simple. Point blank, period. Why am I doing that? Number one, because I have six children of my own and I have never sent my children to school sick. I have never done that. 
I have not always had a job where I had sick leave, vacation, or whatever where I could take off because I don't have that now. However, I have been that type of parent who understands that maybe Jane sitting beside my Jennifer has an elderly grandparent living in the home, which in the black community and even in the Asian community, you see that a lot. There's an older person in the house helping to raise the children. So did I want my Jennifer to get Jane sick and take it back to grandma or granddaddy? No. Did I want my Jennifer to get Jane sick and then her mother has a job where she can't take off? So now she's stuck trying to figure out how she's going to keep her job and deal with a sick child. And I'm creating more stress onto that parent mentally, emotionally. And probably even physically, because, you know, if you internally uh, stressed or whatever, it can start to affect your body physically. So have I been that parent to ever do that? No, I haven't. I think it's inconsiderate. I think it's selfish. And I think it's self-centered. And that's me personally. Especially, I've seen parents where it's their day off and their child is sick. And they get mad and threaten to take their children out of my facility because they did not want to be bothered with their child on their day off. And that child was sick because they wanted to rest. And I can understand that as a parent, trust me, I can understand that because I've had a job where every federal holiday I was off work and my children were out of school. So even though I was off work, I wasn't off work. And some days, sometimes you just want a day to yourself. You know, you just want to, do nothing but just that right there lay in bed eat if you feel like it you probably don't probably get a bowl of cereal here there or grab something in the refrigerator or whatever but for the most part food isn't even on your mind it's just the mental relaxation of it all of not having anyone want or need or require anything of you I'm closing my eyes as I say this because I remember wanting those days. And then I got hip and I was sending to school and take myself to an early movie one day during the week. Once a month, just for my own mental health days. Um, but I'm digressing. Uh, but I understand how parents can be, you know, and I don't want to ever create any added stressors for anyone's mom, for anyone's family, for anyone's household. However, you cannot be so self-indulgent that you create those same stresses you don't want for yourself for someone else. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't want to do that. So, again, how do you handle those things? Do you send the parent home? Do you tell the parent to sit? Now, I have, yeah, thanks. And I'm about to digress. Um, I remember working, not working. But I remember being in school and there's a certain point when you're in school for uh, early childhood education that you actually go into a center or daycare or school or whatever and do some um, training hours. I remember going into this facility and this child's nose ran all freaking day. 
and he was in the two to three or three to four, two to three year old classroom, I think it was. And every time this boy sneezed, it was just mucus, mucus, mucus coming out. And it would be cloudy and it was just, ugh. And I had to be there for an entire day, you know, like for a week or whatever. Um, not one day, I had to be there for a week. And I remember saying to the staff, I'm going to get sick being in this classroom with this boy. And they said, we all get sick being here with him because the director, which was also the owner, would not allow them to send him home. Because she's felt that as long as he did not have a fever, he could stay. This, I mean, they had to have one, it was two people in the classroom and myself. The assistant had to have on gloves and be with that boy the entire time to ensure that she was constantly wiping his nose. The mother claimed he had sinuses or adeno, whatever it was. She had some medical ish reason or whatever. But when you talk to the other floaters or the other assistants from the other classrooms, they all mentioned how they had been short staffed repeatedly whenever anyone had to work in that classroom with that young man because he was making everyone sick. And the director acknowledged it and she knew it, but she did nothing about it. Because this particular facility um, provided services for all of the government workers. That's the only people that she provides uh, services for. So for her, in my opinion, it was monetary. She didn't get nothing about her staff. She didn't care about the other children. She did not want a complaint. She did not want a bad reputation. She did not want to lose a client. And she was hoping that client would have a good, she would provide a good report with that client. And that client would bring in more clients. But at what expense? At what expense? Now, I would love to see what has happened with her facility, that particular one, because she owned, she had two. But with that particular facility, after COVID, because if she was having staffing issues, and she was, because she'd had uh, prior family child care business owners working as floaters for substitutes that she could call to come in. So if you were at that point already before COVID and you were allowing the things you did to take place, imagine how she is now. I would really like to know. But again, back to the point of today and that question, how do you handle sick children entering your facility? What is your protocol? Do you send them home for 24 hours and allow them to return? Is there certain, do you photograph or document 
what you see? Do you give the parents 48 hours? Do you give them 24 hours? Do you give them 72 hours and return with a doctor's note? What is your facility's policy regarding this issue? Especially when you may live in an area where COVID is on the rise. The Delta variant is kind of high because in schools, you know, this is not a regular school. And some schools, they will send you home too if you sit. Sometimes I think they don't even have a fever for real. I think the nurse just says, oh yeah, they got a fever just so you can get them up out of there. Because I clear I would get my children, pick them up, and they would come home and they would not have a fever. But the nurse told me that they did. <laughs> and I, I'm going to say, I, listen, I, I have a set of 18-year-old twins. And I think if one got sick, they both got sick according to the school. Because one would be in the house sick. But according to school, they were both sick. And I understood it. Because if she has it, if twin A has it, twin B either has it or go and get it. So you might as well treat them both accordingly to make sure neither one of them brings it back to the school. I can dig it. I understand it. You know, I'm a realistic parent. Um, and I try to be fair. So I'm going to say adieu. But remember that, you know, what is your policy? How do you and think about how these things affect your staff? You know, what is your morale like at your business, in your facility? Are they just there to be there to get a check? Or do they really think that you care if you're having sick, if you're having them to care for sick children? Because if you're a director or an administrator, you're in an office. You're not even with the children, you know? So you can't say, oh, well, it'll be fine. You're not the person in there. And if you were, your attitude may be a little different. I have to think about my staff. And one of the things that one in particular, Jasmine, tells me all the time, if I get sick, what you going to do? If we all are here and we all get sick, what are you going to do? Who's working? How are you going to meet ratios? How will you remain in compliance? Because you allow one child one parent to dictate everybody else's household and your business. Think about that. One person. You know that, that old saying, one monkey don't stop the show? But you allowed that one to stop the show. What's your policy? What's your protocol? What do you have in place? What are your guidelines? What did your staff have to say about your guidelines? Did you allow them to have any input? Even if you have new staff, old staff, uh, what is it called? Refurbished staff, whatever it is. Did anyone have any input into the guidelines and policies besides yourself? And that's it. That's all I have. But, nah. There's too much stuff going on. If you're sick, you want to stay home. But this has been Alethean. Etching off with the business of early childhood education. And I will see you next time where we will be discussing teachers leaving the classrooms. Have a good evening.